0: Game Design Podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott and with me, as always, is the wonderful Benson.
1: I am here and uh, we are locked down again. Yeah! As of one hour ago. So, actually,
0: yes, it is almost exactly one hour ago. (laughs) One hour and three minutes to be precise. Um, So, we uh, we are recording this on the 5th of the 8th. Mm-hmm. 2021,
1: as Victoria enters its sixth lockdown, just uh, scant days really after coming out of our last one. So we did get one week uh, of recording non-lockdown ones, but I think let's do another lockdown episode uh, because it, it
0: seems to be the new way that we do it. it Any time a- that we go
1: into a lockdown, we go back into lockdown games. It gives us an interesting, an interesting little restriction. So the, in the past couple we've done, we've sort of just tried to set it in. A small ish area that, you know, that the player generally can't leave. I think we go further. I think we literally Ooh. like lock it way down and so, and like set every game within like a two meter square area.
0: Oh, I don't know whether that's like, I can move further than two meter squares.
1: What, well, what, yeah, yeah, I know, but this is the restriction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, are you saying we should go further? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> one meter, one meter. Now, look, that doesn't mean we can't we can't cheat and and do like tiny things in that area, but in real world space, <laughs> it's a two meter square area. We have to fear that out- your character that
0: your character is in.
1: Well, yeah, not the whole world. Yeah, no. your character. Okay, and the game, and yeah, your character has to stay within that that space.
0: So. Is it the same two meter space if you're in a personal spacecraft?
1: I mean, yes and no. Yes, as I I think we can. You haven't moved from your two meter
0: area, so therefore, the game quarantine where you're in a taxi cab (laughs) is effectively a lockdown game in this way of thinking. That's fine because you never, you never get out of your. I'm not
1: there. I'm not there to. I'm not here to stifle creativity. It's supposed to increase the cre- the creativity. So, yes, that's creative. That's fine. If it's- okay. It can be within some sort of self-contained vehicle, as long as your player does not leave the vehicle in the game. Mm-hmm. It's just more about the- Or if
0: they do, then it has to fit within that two meter square. So, you can have one square meter over here and then another square meter over yeah. here. So and like a like little passageway doing- in between. If
1: we're them. doing a Bill and Ted game, you can have the phone booth and you can have- the the uh, the little the, area the oh, area around, just just outside. around the phone booth <laughs> that's
0: it. it it's a game set on the movie phone booth we already did that <laughs> we did that
1: actually uh, did we yeah Jesus Christ. we said it we we set a movie in a phone booth and there was like aliens attacking and stuff yeah um god I I've, I've got to listen to this show like there's some good well there's some good stuff in this show bits Dawn. these guys come up with some funny stuff. Cool ideas. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, they're, they're four
1: minutes into this and they still haven't even started, so- I know. It's it's amazing. And I don't even think uh, Trevor's going to be able to <laughs> edit it out. Let's do it. Uh, so, we're going to play Ramped Up Click Pitch. This is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us and on the count of three to one click, we're going to get an adjective and noun and throw them at each other and make a game. So, let's do it. Subjective lightning. Upper registration. In <sighs> a small area. In a small area. Um, lightning. Made me think of like hair, perhaps like hair bleaching or something. Ooh, I, I, ca- I kind of like the idea that yes,
0: hairdresser, it, um, it's in the back of a van. Okay. So it's like, hey. a, it's like a, um, a mobile hairdresser that comes to you and people, people enter the van and
1: I thought you were going to say they, they just like kidnap people off the street, give them bad haircuts and then put them back out onto the street to the jeers of their peers.
0: Um, you control both the the driving of the of the vehicle and the hair cutting inside okay or could it be a multiplayer
1: <laughs> could this be an asymmetrical vr and and uh gamepad game where mm-hmm. one person is having to do haircuts in vr and the other person is having to drive around but of course the movement of the car is is making like their subject move and you don't want to stab them in the head as they go as you go around a corner because your sharp scissors well, are in the wrong spot.
0: Because you can only reach so far and you can't actually move in the game. Like there's obviously a, a thing there that the only way to reach those scissors mm. is if they're turning, you know, <laughs> whichever
1: way it is. And okay, you've got them. Like it's it's coming. Like yeah, so coming you have to, to communicate the, to the, the driver. Reach. It's like all right, hard left so I can get the scissors as they swing over. Yeah, um, yeah, well, I like that. Well, maybe all of your. Maybe like all of your tools are yeah on sort of various things that will swing in yeah, you swing in different ways and um yes, you have to have them take the right maneuvers. Okay. Um, um one of the
0: things that I have seen in uh, some of these games before, mm-hmm. is where a character, they can only reach so far, and after that, it will just become like a ghost hand. Yeah. So, basically, it's reaching to the f- to the furthest extent. So, you're going to have to put something like that in so people can't just go, yeah, I want these scissors and, like, get them at any time.
1: Yeah, yeah. You'd have to put some sort of physical restraints on the actual, like, in-game hands, I guess. Yes. Um. Now, yeah. are they on bungee cords so that-
0: when you grab them and you pull well, them down, I'll, when you let go, it just flicks back up. Well, no, because
1: the- what I, maybe, but what I was going to say actually is that like I mean, if you, if cut you the bungee drop, cords. like if you drop <laughs> your scissors, it's like oh shit, you need to take like a huge jump so that like as you know you you take the jump and everything th- flies up in the air, you can catch it out of midair and put it back where it needs to go. But the bungee, the bungee cords isn't a bad idea either, Uh, although you'd need to be careful about how they bounce. You don't want to let them go just- with too much. uh um potential energy there and, and well having- also
0: you don't want to cut the bungee cords because then you got to deal with the situation <laughs> that you were- yeah that's a ch- that's
1: a challenge yeah oh bungee cord got in the way and you you thought it was hair but no it was bungee cord like- yeah if it gets in the way exactly well then then you have to do the like go over a go down a steep drop maneuver and then everything do essentially a goes into you go into like free fall everything's like there's no gravity for a second it's floating around the cabin <laughs> Think- and <laughs> everything just falls
0: back down. <laughs> what's actually what's actually happening to the why is the driver
1: driving? I think it's I think it's almost like they they're almost doing a crazy taxi sort of where someone needs a haircut, but they're only gonna wait so long, you know, hoon over there, pick them up, they get in the back, the, then the VR person has essentially has a certain amount of time, they say what they want, or they show a picture or something, and you've you know, you've you learn your techniques over time. Putting in rollers, cutting the hair in you know different positions in different ways, putting in product to to mold the hair in some in some manner, and then you get points essentially for how well you did and how fast you did it,
0: and um, whether you had to demold the hair like as in literally it's moldy and therefore you gotta like
1: demold <laughs> yeah, the have hair. Yeah, you different things that you add over time. Like they get in and you see stink clients coming off it, so you have to like or mushrooms wash like or- that's, yeah, there's mushrooms that's- <laughs> in the back. Gross. <laughs> 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 um, so you have to, but you have to get your sprayer and that like you'll clean the hair first, shampoo it and stuff. Uh and then yeah, you need you get, get your next one and um that's basically it.
0: Yeah, okay. Cool. Three two one click. There you
1: go. You did it. Three two one click. Insidious fifty.
0: Lane orientation. Oh, okay. Which really would
1: have worked well for, the last, worked well well. for the last one as <laughs> well. So, <laughs> so Isn't there, Lane a, horror, isn't there and- a horror movie called insidious? Like a series? Yes. So this is the 50th one <laughs> where they've really run out of ideas. It's set in space. Okay. And keeping
0: with the whole, uh, obviously lockdown thing, you're in, in a vehicle. Yep. You're kind of flying around in, in your vehicle, but there's effectively something paranormal going on in your, in your very small vehicle.
1: Okay, so bringing some horror into a space sort of thing. Because in
0: space, no
1: one can hear you scream. This is true. Uh, yes, this is a known fact. Yes, oxygen is required, uh, except
0: if you've got radios, and then they can hear <laughs> yeah. as long as they've tuned into the same radio. But you know, it, effectively, like the the sound that can't would have made the between- same much too long. At first you're you're driving along you're you're in the middle of like a um pretty much a space freeway. Yep. But it's backed up. So okay. you see other cars around. Okay. You look over to the side and you see someone banging silently on their window as they all of a sudden get dragged away and there's just like bloody fingerprints. Okay. And every now and again if you if you look around like there's different light flashes sort of happening and you know, something's attacking people within these cars,
1: uh, and of course, being in space, like there's no obvious means of them getting between or into these these airtight, you know, vehicles that have airlocks and things. That's that's not bad. That could be. An, I don't know if that's the start. I don't know if that's the start. Or I was almost thinking because I like the idea of I like it in space. I was kind of thinking you're like the space equivalent of like a long haul trucker. Because then you've got those like long stretches of of nothingness, but you've got like the radio going um, to to like keep you company. You've maybe you know when you get within range of people, you have like this sort of CB kind of culture happening. But literally space.
0: short range radio, um, and when we say short range, we're
1: talking maybe a parsec or two. <laughs> yeah, which you know in in the depths of space, that's not very that's short it's quite short
0: um what I, what i do love is the idea that there may be certain um certain shortcuts that you can make on on your trip it's kind of like if we, if we take a star wars analogy I was of gonna, the castle yeah, so like run, run. <laughs> yeah um the reason why uh they actually say and if you watch solo uh the castle run is usually done in a certain certain way because it's very dangerous to- To go off that not path, do essentially. It, yeah. Go off that path. I like the idea of there's a reason why you have navigation buoys that you're sort of yep. going off towards and, and doing the next one because, effectively, you're going between this part of space that has there been are, like, known. It's it's like nebula like the, <laughs> It's the holes. Bermuda Pyramid of space. <laughs> I say yep. pyramid because it's got yeah, three like dimensions. dimensions. Yep. It's three dimensions. Yeah. Because I love the idea that you get trapped at once. You, you know, you take a shortcut yep. during this one thing, and you happen to pull something out of this area. And when you mm. get when you okay. get into the, um, you, you've essentially when you like get into the infected everyone else of outside with some sort the outside of, of, of your ship, yep. and it's made into other people's ships, and then sort of goes through until finally it
1: attacks your ship as like the last mm. sort of thing. And, look, we don't have to explain it too much. I think taking a shortcut through a spooky pyramid area um, and then, yes, you like you make your way back into sort of more populated areas and that's what you start seeing these things happening with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. I think before that you've maybe, like, there's a, a couple of the people who you talk to on the road and, you you know, you know generally where they are and but they go offline, like they go mm-hmm. radio silent when you wouldn't expect them to and then, yes, you, like, start- getting into the populated areas and realizing, oh, shit, like there's something that's somehow like literally getting into the caverns of these ships and killing people and you can't see them and what are they and they're a creepy doll or something.
0: (laughs) Ooh, you change the radio station and you hear someone screaming. Yeah. And then it goes silent. Yeah. And then you change the radio station, you know, the, the channel again and it's like you hear another person sort of saying- What's going on out there?
1: Oh my God.
0: What the fuck is coming? <laughs> <here? laughs> <laughs> what are the
1: things? I'm almost thinking, I mean, again, we don't have to explain it. It could just be weird, creepy ghost things, but, um, sci-fi, it is sometimes fun to get the techno babble in there. I, wa- I wonder if these are, mm-hmm. if it's actually that there's like some sort of sentient boar cloud that, that you've essentially gone through and they've hooked onto you and they like, they're like a hive mind kind of deal. Um Yeah, I like that,
0: and I also like inter interdimensional beings that, you know-
1: Interdimensional of- spores, there you go. Yeah, essentially this pyramid area is like a long, dormant, you know, set of, of reproductive, like, spores from this interdimensional being. You know, they feed off brainwaves, essentially, or something, right? You- so, you've not only uh, given it your own to feed off of, but- uh then sort of carted them halfway across the galaxy to, to where there are plenty to feed on. They so there's got to be a
0: reason as to why they haven't attacked you yet.
1: Yeah, and
0: they've attacked everyone else. Yeah, and I think it's got to do with the air freshener that you pick up at the very start. <laughs> <laughs> Fends off all internet <laughs> beings, guaranteed. <laughs> um, I, I think it, I think it's one of these things of, um. Again, you go through a drive through, uh, sort of gas station thing. Yeah. And one of the things that you see is he, um, maybe he spilled some really horrible food. Hmm. And so he gets the air freshener and he puts that
1: in there. And it, I that love gives the idea. The idea. Of, um, <laughs> I love the idea of these like little airlocks and stuff that say you go through a drive through and it, it hooks up a little airlock between you and the thing. And then you can wind down your window because <laughs> I, I love the idea that it's an still, actual wind, still down wind down. Just make sure you connect it to an airlock when you do it. There's actually no safety on it. It's just oh, you know because that would because we're truckers and and that would you know we we don't need the government telling us when or when not to put down our windows.
0: I'm just imagining that there's a um there's a scene right at the very start that says um. You know, maybe, maybe it's an advert that's running at the, at the gas station saying, don't wind down the window until this happens. And you see, you see a trucker that just go explosive decompression and he gets pulled out of the window,
1: like in the ad. Yeah. And the guy at the (laughs) drive through just like taps the sign and then, and then like a robotic thing comes and hauls away their, their truck. And then it's your turn to come up to the window. They they see it happen all the time. It's like, fucking idiots. You didn't wait for the green light. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry green lights bastard just wait till i tap on it
1: <laughs> wait till i give you the thumbs up wait till i give you the signal <laughs> no wait was that the signal yeah <laughs> you 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 raised your eyebrows was that the signal it must have been <sighs> all right oh my three. god
0: that's so great ambient mood baffled rotation okay <laughs>
1: my- <laughs> okay i don't know if this would work so, let me get it out 1st
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> My mind <laughs> went to- because Ambient Mood just made me think of, like, sort of a very hippie-ish vibe or something. Do you know those, like, hammock pods? Like, it's like a cloth <laughs> sort of hammock thing that's just hanging from one point in the ceiling that you can kind of wrap yourself around. Yep. My mind <laughs> just went to a game somehow set in one of those and it can- like, it rotates and that's- that's where rotation came into it. Uh, I don't- I don't know. I mean, it could be kind of fun to be using VR or something to, like, reach out to, like, rotate- to push yourself around and just be rotating to reach different areas and stuff. But, you know, what, what was yours? We'll see. Um So, I don't think mine's going to work either. But um
0: baffle is mm. something that's very important to a speaker. Right. Because yep. without a baffle, the sound can actually affect- um, the back part of the, of the driver. So you use a baffle to, to sort of separate the, the driver f- and, and the sound going out from the back of it. So it can't cancel so, yeah, okay. it out. Yeah. So the baffle actually makes it sound a lot better. I like the idea that because you said ambience and all this sort of stuff that you're trying to find the right resonant point for, um, for like a speaker, a speaker, um, maybe, maybe going with your hippie idea of, you're You're sort of in like this this small little hippies van or something like that, and you're just trying to trying to get the ambience set right.
1: I like the idea that and speakers
0: that, is one one part of it yeah I, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the sims, but within like a hippies van and you're just setting up the the van and getting the ambience right
1: well no instead of it being instead of it being a van, I think this is a and look here's how we can cheat a little bit. It is a two-meter by two-meter square tiny house, but it has levels. So, it's like those houses that are built in a (laughs) container, but they've tipped the container up on its side. So, it goes up multiple stories. (laughs) It's a multiple-story tiny house. And you being this, like, hippie who believes in auras and different things, you are, yes, you're, like, positioning speakers and, like, changing the frequencies of them to, like, get the feng shui, you know, moving, the energy moving through your space properly. Um, and you have ways of visualising that. And so, yes, it's essentially putting objects in the space and sound in the space and maybe, like, even airflow or something. Like, you've got little fans or something. Like, you're trying to balance these different things. And I think that works well for a small area because it, like, it, you've, you've got limited options. Um, So, it's almost like a puzzle game. Uh, Well, it's either almost like a puzzle game or just like a- It is like this ambient game where you're just trying to get it right, like feeling right. Maybe there's no actual wind condition.
0: (laughs) You just- Now I I just feel this hippie just lives in an elevator and and just goes up and down between the different floors.
1: Yes. I like that. This is some- It's like a communal building that these- People have taken over. It's like an old office building. Maybe they're just squatting there. Like it's an abandoned office building. Either they, no, well, let's not make them squatters. Like they've, they've bought it as a commune. Mm-hmm. And yes, this person feels strongly about their small space and they've set it, they've set themselves up in an elevator. That's where they live. That's their house. Yeah. The, the different floors all have like different factions essentially of these like hippies who all believe different things like you've got the musical hippies on one floor and you've got like the anti vax hippies and nobody visits that floor because they're all diseased. Uh and you've got the I don't know, the um But this is a pretty crazy
0: elevator, kind of like um not not necessarily the, the great was- glass elevator, <laughs> but I'm thinking more around um It's got two exits. So right, you just, sometimes okay. have to rotate round to to actually get like if you're, if you got to a certain level, you don't. You need to make sure that you know you're you're facing the right the right exit, so that if you need to get water or something like that, they've got it. They've got a thing of water there for you to, to yeah. pick up. But the doors are only open for so long.
1: Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, pictu- I'm sort of picturing the gameplay as it is almost a little bit like The Sims, where you're just you're setting up your space and you've got. Shelves that you can place and you can put different things on them. But that you do you do then have some sort of vision mode where it like visualizes the energy flow as this person <laughs> believes it going through this space. Um, it's two
0: meter space. Like this, it's it's, it's yeah.
1: a it's a service
0: elevator, basically. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um but it's you know it's this fairly detailed you'll see like the little eddies of it's like, oh, the, the, you know, the, the energy from, uh, the speaker that's coming here is, is flowing really strongly. But when it hits, uh, the plant that's over here, it's actually like dispersing too much. So I need to move that plant and you can see the effect of it and it'll like, oh, now it's bouncing off that wall nicely. Like, uh, oh, and, and if I get, if I put a, like
0: a nice poster there, I can actually absorb it for a little bit and then amplify it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's an element of learning the different effects that different things in this space will have on this completely arbitrary energy, you know, idea. You've always got to be sort of thinking while
0: you're awake, you want the the best flow of energy. And as, you know, people are using your space and, and they're happy, their happiness is
1: based off of how good the, the flow oh, wait, is- so you're, th- you're thinking people are still using this elevator as an elevator. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I was just thinking that, like, you'd taken one elevator and that was your house, but okay. It is your house, but um,
0: this is a service that you you provide. It's why right. you can afford this. Yeah. Because people people actually, you know, pay for the use of your- Well,
1: but they pay you in- tr- They trade. Like, there's-
0: This yeah. is a, you know, there's no, so I'm there's no concept that- of money in this yeah. commune. Yeah, so they they trade in in like feelings and and well, no, I think
1: stuff. they trade. I think this is where you get some of the objects and things that are in your room, like okay. in your space. So I think like you might get off you you get like a broken guitar from the music hippies, but that actually you know when you put it up on the wall here it gives a really good energy because you know why well, for whatever reason you know we come up with different ways that these things and then
0: you got the speakers that you can put up from um from like the ambience or something like that that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you've got these different things. And, and if you need stuff, like there, there might almost be a, it's weird to say like a survival aspect, but like you have needs going forward. And so you sometimes you have to trade these things away. So it is this, it's this constantly shifting space because you're having to trade elements of it away. Uh, and maybe different floors of the, of the building want different types of things, but also, you know, when people do, use your elevator, depending on how well you've set up the energy, they'll, you know, feel better about you and give you discounts on stuff or just like you, you know, like mm. you more, your your sort of reputation varies Ooh, based on- I, I, ca- on- I kind of like the idea that
0: um as you're going through this game, different things that you have can either start collecting energy mm. or it can be poisoned by the energy, like- Effectively, you can have a pot plant there that starts to wither and, and put off worse energy because you've fed it the wrong type of energy. I was going to say, I think you can have,
1: have types of energy. So I'm, I'm actually picturing like a quite in depth Big sort systems of, based. Yeah, <laughs> systems based, like uh, almost a, an airflow simulation. I don't know if you've played um, Oxygen Not Included, which is like the. Uh, it, it's a. Base building game sort of thing set on an asteroid asteroid where you're mining and stuff, but they've got some really cool visualizations for how the air the different gases in there are like flowing and mixing and stuff I'm picturing that, but in three d which you know I think these days you could probably do a reasonable version of that um and so yeah you see I'm sure the two the the minute
0: papers have like a a good like demonstration of how airflow works oh and I'm all sure this sort of stuff.
1: yeah uh. I'm now
0: picturing that when you, when you go up to, you know, the musical area and the doors open and, and depending on, you know, how you've got, you know, the, the, (laughs) (laughs) the energy coming out of your, out of your area, how it could actually, you know, interact with. With the floor that you're on and some of their well, ambience comes in tie, and cancels out. Yeah. And-
1: well, you could tie the different types of energy to the different floors almost. So, you've got like the musical- Like mu- the musical floor gives a certain type of energy, whether that's specifically a musical energy or it's just like the light blue energy or whatever. You tie that to the musical floor. If you go to like the, 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 the plant floor where they're growing stuff, you know, they grow all the food and they- Essentially farming and stuff, you know, that's the purple energy. Uh, mm-hmm. and the different things that you get from each of them, yeah, will like give off or and, and also react to different types of energy in different ways. So, like the, the, you know, purple actually, purple energy actually matches well with the blue energy because like plants like music or whatever. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you go to the drugs floor. <laughs> Well, I'm the-
0: just imagining what happens if you go to the sixth floor, or sort of, or should I say, the sixth floor, because that's where they have all the sex. Oh, on the, the sixth,
1: sixth floor. floor. Okay.
0: Yep. 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 The sixth floor. Yep. On which is on six, mm-hmm. um, and and just all the all the red romance energy that sort of comes in, and yeah, free love and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, how perfect. how that kind of pois- gets poisoned by. You know, you've you've previously been in, well, been on like the drugs floor or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think I think you'd have to. Yeah, you'd figure out sort of which ones affect which things differently, and, and and yeah, you almost have to depending on how you want your space set up. You you would then have different effects on every floor, and every floor would have an effect on you. So like, yeah, you open up to the anti-vaxxers floor for too long, and all of their fucking green energy comes in. Uh, I know I guess the plants might be green energy whatever Mm -hmm. Um, dark green energy comes flowing in and just like starts poisoning all your stuff it's like fuck quickly give me what I need you know whatever you were down there for Um, and and then you quickly close the door it's like okay now I gotta now you gotta cleanse it a bit Um, ramp up some of your other energies (laughs) yep okay Three yeah let's move on this almost would have gone well with the other one. Anyway, Rose singing. Illogical taxi. Geez, <laughs> <laughs> we're really leaning into that, uh, the two meter space is a vehicle thing. Um, okay.
0: It's not my fault. I'm literally pressing it once and it's like illogical know. taxi. Okay. So what is an illogical taxi?
1: Well, with Rose. I mean, we've done. Dumb- maybe this is a, maybe this is a like, In miniature sort of thing where it's, like, around insects that, like, taxi- You know, what sort of insect would taxi around the other Mm -hmm. denizens of this environment? Like, it's set in a garden. A garden on a windowsill or whatever. um, Or on a a terrace.
0: Had we not already done time taxi before, I was going to say, let's do something about a time taxi. Because, again, a logical logical. taxi and-
1: I mean, a logical taxi- Would sort of mean you you pick someone up and then take them nowhere and then drop them off again. Like like it takes away. Like there's no logic to this taxi. It doesn't actually help you with anything. It does the opposite. Or like you take them in the opposite direction. You have to take them as far away from their destination (laughs) as possible. (laughs) <laughs> so, if if they want to get
0: some roses, then you, then you literally take them to, like, the desert where there's no plants.
1: Well, we don't, um, we don't have to go with- Yeah, it could just be- <laughs> It could almost be one of these things where you pick someone up, they tell you where you want to go. You start heading in the wrong direction. They're like, what are you doing? You're taking me in the wrong direction. You're like, it's fine. Lock the doors. Uh they're trying to get out of every stop and you just have to get as far as you can without <laughs> slowing down long enough for them to open the doors and jump out or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that.
0: Okay. Uh I'm, I'm picturing that the <laughs> the first part of the game, someone comes into your taxi and they're bleeding. Okay. And, and they're like, take me to a hospital. Take me to the hospital. Yeah. And you drive,
1: and you drive away from every hospital. You you basically you've got a GPS, and <laughs> Sorry, I just I just had a vision. It highlights of-
0: all the hospitals, and you drive. Well, I just like- had a
1: vision of like, yeah, you put the GPS on to to their destination, and then you just drive away from which way it's telling you, and it's constantly just saying like. Do a U-turn. Do a U-turn. Like <laughs> that's just the constant refrain of the whole game is the GPS <laughs> telling you to do a Yui. The
0: the The game is called Chuckie <laughs> Chuck A Yui.
1: Chuck A Yui. Our name our character's name is Chuck Ewing. Wait, isn't that a thing? That was a basketball player or something. No, that was Patrick Ewing.
0: Yes. Um And Chuck
1: Yeager was a Chuck was a- Yeager. I feel like it was a th- Chuck Ewing is a CEO of Appliance Factory, but I don't think that's what I'm thinking of. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. Okay,
0: so because it's a taxi, what's the most illogical thing that
1: could happen in a taxi? They don't ask for a fare. All right, so you (laughs) drive- So the thing is, they're like- You drive them as far away from their destination as possible. They're trying to get out the whole time- but when you finally decide, okay, this is far enough, you give them money and they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm happy now. That's fine. You paid me This is kind of like cash cab, but I didn't have to do any- Yeah, and that's you didn't actually tell me have what to was happening and I'm still bleeding to death, but at least you gave me $700 because of how far you drove me away from all hospitals.
0: Okay. That's just insanity. Let's go again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: Cross booking Crushing narrow <laughs> <laughs> So immediately I thought Trash compactor yes. from Star Wars That's where my mind
1: <laughs> went to The whole game set in The trash, it's, a it's trash compactor It's an Airbnb
0: and-, <laughs> and two people have got the same booking For the trash compactor and they're like They've put a line down the middle Okay, okay. This this is this is a cool um like catch co op game. Yeah. In which you're kinda like the odd couple yep. of of trying to trying to keep all your stuff on your own side. But the walls As are everything slowly starts crushing in. in together and you're just trying to um, you know, keep all your stuff on you know or keep keep the majority of the room. Basically, you're you're trying to Somehow, all right, keep- so maybe
1: the walls come in at different, ra- like different sides come in at different times or something.
0: You're trying to keep the most of your stuff alive, so that determines the percentage of the room that you actually keep. Basically, you—if how all much your of your stuff is surviving?
1: Stuff- okay, what? So- how does it get destroyed just by actually being crushed between walls? Essentially, by
0: crushed, and I'm thinking it's kind of like a. a- a game where you're running around trying to, you know, position the broom, um, you know, across, and it gets crushed. And it's like, okay, great, I got ri- I got rid of their broom, and you know, I got rid of their <laughs> <Right>. lamp <lampposts> because <laughs> I. So you
1: can move all their stuff,
0: and they're moving your stuff, and so you've got to try and keep your stuff out, and while destroying theirs. And
1: yeah, there's definitely something here. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we've quite found the the interesting balance of how it works yet. Because, I'm, yeah, I'm picturing essentially it starts off, you've got this room and you've got a bunch of stuff each and it might be like a desk, a chair, a fridge, whatever. And I, I don't think you worry too much about how heavy things are. It's just you can move them all around. You can kind of place them. Um, but you're actually you're almost in an overcooked kind of way. You're like moving your character, like pick it up here, put it over there. And then- Something determines when the like the which wall is going to move when. Uh, either it's random or they're going in a in a regular. <laughs> the
0: top wall starts closing in. It's like, oh the, fuck you. The top's <laughs> coming down. To-
1: um, <laughs> I think if something is against a wall, it will just move with the wall unless mm-hmm. something's blocking it on the other side. Um. So yes, it's about. Oh, do you, do you maybe only have a certain number of moves or something, or a certain. I guess, I guess the time could be a thing, but I'm just trying to think of how you strategize where you place things without it just turning all into chaos. I mean, obviously a bit of chaos it's, is good as long as it's, it's chaos control. It needs to be, there needs to be strategic chaos though. Like you need to have some, you need to be able to strategize on how to win. Um,
0: yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of you get their sofa and their fridge sort of along the edge and as it crushes obviously you're destroying their sofa and their their fridge is sort of getting buckled in and i just feel like like maybe
1: i feel like that you should maybe only be able to move your own stuff though because otherwise it becomes otherwise it just becomes a race of like how much can you fuck their shit up yeah whereas if it's more about like oh well i've only got a certain amount of time so i'm gonna put my couch here but then they are also like like maybe it's around the strength of things. Like if they put their fridge where you've put your couch, like the the couch is going to buckle before the fridge. So when those when they hit each other and the walls are coming in, they've saved their fridge and destroyed your couch or something. Like there is but, definitely but something here. But the fridge here, takes longer I'd- to move or something because it's heavier, right? Like yeah, there's
0: definitely something here. I still don't think we've got it mm. yet. I I think only being able to move your own stuff. Basically means once they put something in, in a good position, you can't do anything about it. And that's kind of like not fun.
1: Well, but I think you, so, you'd always have it happen. So then, have to so then have the meta, of-
0: then the meta becomes, okay, um, oh, I've got a fridge and a, and a couch. Okay. I put them like this. And that's, you know, this is a, an, an unbeatable situation sort of thing.
1: Well, I think you just, like, you'd have to have a bit of a rock, paper, scissors almost between what sorts of things can, can beat what things. Um, like maybe a fridge, because it, maybe the heavier things actually take damage from being pushed by the walls or something. So, you know, yes, you can put it in a good position if something's coming up against it, but if it, the wall it's on is moving, like it's going to take damage or something like that. I think there are ways you could probably balance that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So, how many different parts of the wall do you think are closing in then?
1: I was thinking like literally all four walls could be moving just at different times.
0: So it starts out as a much bigger area than what than what we're really allowed in today's game. Yeah, I guess so. We'll we'll let it slide because it ends up at, <laughs>
1: in a two <laughs> meter by two meter area.
0: It, it ends up even worse than that. Like, it, yeah. it ends up as a two centimeter by two centimeter sort of situation. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I just I just had this this thought of uh, because it's the four walls that are closing in. Like, everything sort of gets stretched into, like, a long noodle sort of thing. (laughs) Because it's it's very tall.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I I was just thinking, Um, though. Okay. I wonder if there's something to be said here. Instead of being competitive, whether there's a cooperative sort of aspect here of, like, that that you can slow the closing of the walls by bracing it with different things. mm -hmm. So, like, you- Yeah, you've got this place- um, and you know that the walls, you know, the walls start moving every whatever 20 seconds and, and they'll crush for five seconds. But if you and, can and brace if you it, brace it time, then they won't actually come in as much or at all, depending on how strong that brace is, but it will slowly be damaging those things. So it's about like deciding on what to put in there. And maybe at the same time, you have aspects of like trying to live your life. <laughs> So you're like, oh, but I'm hungry. I need to get something from the fridge. Oh shit, we broke the fridge. <laughs> but the toaster
0: you know- still works. Is there some bread here somewhere, and I can make some toast? Or
1: it's nothing. Like, and maybe you can replace dry things. toast is
0: better than nothing. Maybe you can replace like-
1: things over time. Or like, maybe there's some like, and it's it's really about like how long can you survive? And it gets it sort of gets frantic with, you know, you're, you're going, you're moving slower because you're hungry. But you haven't earned enough money because, like, maybe you have to actually, like, spend time on your computer working and that, like, raises your money up and then you can get, like, a new fridge delivered when you've got enough money or something. You know, so you can can cycle through, but it depends <laughs> on how much time you spend in different things.
0: Now I'm getting the picture of this is just a level of overcooked in which you're trying to prepare meals and stuff, but everything keeps on <laughs> being compressed and therefore you, you're sort of walking over each other to try and, <laughs> I mean, geez, with the number of
1: levels, I'd be surprised if they hadn't done something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, I think it's just it, you, you're changing up the sorts of things you're having to do. Cause yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that loop of like earning money, but you know, if you're spending time on your computer earning money, then you're not moving things into position. Um, to, to like brace the next, the next crushing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of fun. All right, but I think we can click again. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there that's
0: really gonna challenge us. Okay, uh-huh. three, two, one, movie.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're gonna play a game where we get a movie title and/or description, uh, and we're gonna use that to to do a game. And uh, as the rules are today, we're gonna somehow set that into a two. Uh, Metre by two-metre space. All right. I have Joe Bell. This year, in fact, released last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, two weeks ago, seven, the 23rd of July. Uh, I wow. think that's Mark Wahlberg. It's a weird sort of semi-Photoshop thing. The true story of a small-town working-class father who embarks on a solo walk across the US to the crusade against bullying after his son is tormented in high school for being gay. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. My movie is from two thousand and eight called The Borrowers. Not the Borrowers, but okay. the Borrowers.
1: Borrowers with a U.
0: Yeah. Uh set in eighteen
1: seventy nine. Okay.
0: A band of men set out to find and recover family settlers that has mysteriously vanished from their home, expected the offenders to expecting the offenders to be a band of fierce natives, they soon discover that the real enemy stalks them from below. My thought was That you could set this in, like, it's just after you get there, you, um, you find out that it's actually something is under, under the ground. Uh huh. And you, you sort of lock yourself either in the outhouse or you lock yourself in, in something, like maybe even a trailer. Mm. And now it's, now it's about can you, can you call for help? From within your trailer, are
1: we setting it in the 1800s or whatever? No, oh, I, I like the idea of something <coughs> underneath, underneath the ground. Just we're just taking underneath the ground from that. Yeah, Th- that's this fine. this
0: is the reason why
1: you cannot leave the trailer. Yeah, essentially, there's some sort of horror movie creature that burrows under the ground, like detects sound, detects people above the ground, and and devours them. Mm. And you are trying to. So has this. Is this a known thing? Like, is this like in this town we know about these things and, and this person's taken a risk going out there because they thought they could make it in time or something or, you know, they really need to, I, I, to take I a I like shift. the
0: idea that this is a new thing. Like, this is set in a trailer park. Okay. Um, And you, you've just awoken to the screens of one of your neighbours and yep. you look out through the window- and you, you see as your neighbors being pulled under their veranda, like that they've got on their trailer. Yeah. And they vanish and there's just like a splutter of blood that's sort of out in the dust.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like this. I like, I like that you don't start alone necessarily. You see that, but then there are other people around in their like RVs and trailers mm. and whatever. And you can, you have some dialogue with them and then one of them like, says no, like I've got to go help them, and like goes out onto the ground, and you get an even better glimpse of like, oh no, something took them. <laughs> like, okay, we can't go on the ground.
0: Well, I like I like the idea that um, your character's name is Edna, so you you've been there you've been there for quite a while. You know, you everyone sort of knows you. Um, yeah, you're kind of
1: the mother the mother hand of this trailer yeah. park, like you're the.
0: Charlie Matriarch. sort of call, calls out to make sure that you're okay, and you know, um I think Charlie's dog wakes up and mm. comes out out of his house, and you see literally the thing just yeah the just- borrower come up grab grab Charlie's dog and just rip it to pieces, and you know, so you, you kind of know that you can have that conversation with Charlie. There's a bit of scary shit actually happening mm. here, but you know all in all it's um it's now a story about what can you two do together you're in one trailer he's in another and you're sort of asking for help and um obviously i think the um the mobile phones or whatever you don't actually have any so you're trying to work I out mean, a way maybe
1: of I, I don't mind calling for help i or- don't mind having you know calling for help like i think in this situation though you know, Anyone who gets close. <laughs> yeah, even if someone were to- Like, maybe maybe they can't even drive cars close, right? Like, the vibrations cause it to come and, you, you know, someone tries to come. You do call someone. You call your, you know, your, your niece your or daughter. something. <laughs> and, like, they come driving up, but as soon as they get too close, like, this thing, you know- Okay. I'm sort of picturing a thing with, like, big sharp pincers that come up, but then also, like, to pull it down into, like, a big gaping maw of teeth. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, these big pincer things just, like, stab the car, like, you know, pierce right through it, pull half of it down into the mouth of this thing. Ooh, and your daughter makes it out, but is
0: just Ooh, literally sitting just on, the, the on the boot car. of the car. Yeah. Like, and she, she can't sort of- um <laughs> maybe at one stage there's there's a thing where she has to like the floor is lava over to your um over to your trailer yeah so she's yeah. like jumping and and you've got to try and you well know, maybe you've got to like try to distract go and-
1: the thing right because if you figure out that it's like sound like vibrations or something on the earth that are detecting it you know her jumping could still detect it but not if you've like thrown rocks in the opposite direction and you can sort of you can see the tremors under the ground where it's mm. um you know where this thing is uh yeah that's cool you could do you're essentially working out the you know and i think good horror movies do this like working out the rules of this creature uh and then and then figuring out ways to get around it and putting some some interesting uh so i think charlie is is getting really
0: distraught and he he ends up turning to the drink a little bit because he's lost his best mate, which is his dog. Yeah. His dog. Um, and you know, it's, it's then you know, you've got to try and calm him down from when he wants to, you know, end it all and run out. And you know, you mm. can't live without his, that his best friend. But of course you need something from him before, like in order to be able to get through this whole thing.
1: Yeah. I think you. I mean, I, I'm picturing a lot of this as very dialogue driven, really. Um, and very narr- dialogue and narrative, somewhat puzzle based. Yeah. Kind like- of puzzle based of, of how you choosing to do things. Um, certainly, uh, but really based around these relationships in this, in this park and relationships between these people. Um, as they, yeah, as they tackle this. You know, very much like, um, like Stephen King's The Mist. Like, it's not really about, like, obviously the monster is the common threat and it will rear its head up at certain moments in the story to, you know, again, to sort of set the boundaries of the rules so you understand what the, you know, what the threat is. Um, but, but most of the story is actually around, like, dealing with these different people and the relationships between them. And, the, yeah, you've got the gung-ho person over here who's just like, no, let's just blow everything up. Like, we're going to- I've got dynamite in my truck. Like, let's lure it over and we're going to throw it into its mouth or whatever. But, you know, he ends up blowing himself up or something and hurting, yep. hurting other people. I don't know. Like, shit goes wrong. Uh, how How then- how do they solve it? How do they- do they defeat this thing? Or is it, is it you know, the, the, the few main characters manage to escape and get out of the area and they've left a, you know, trail of as this thing devours the rest of the trailer park or something?
0: I, I kind of like the idea, because of the whole two metre square thing, that your character can't leave, mm. but you can somewhat sacrifice, you know, your life to help the other characters all of that could be
1: interesting yeah. i was picturing your your daughter or niece whichever we went with like that them and charlie end up like that they have a thing going on or something um a romantic thing and so it could be that yeah you sacrifice yourself to let them get away um basically that could be kind now, of now
0: i don't cool. think it's a, a simple thing of you walk out there but you you're sort of causing a racket you're throwing things out and out into the yard and sort of drawing them away from-
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think- I think it's a- you know, they need enough time to get away and maybe it ends up being that like you literally- like you start up- maybe it's that you're in an RV, like you've been living in this RV for 20 years and it hasn't driven in that whole time. And so, the puzzle essentially is like, you need to get this thing started- because you're going to sacrifice yourself by just starting up this fucking dusty old RV that's probably going to backfire and whatever, and really like, and this thing's just going to try to devour the whole RV. Um,
0: I'm I'm always thinking that maybe you can play around with this character hasn't actually left the RV in a long time. The daughter yeah, or the niece I think or whatever, like, it comes and, and drops off. Or all- sort
1: of, they're essentially, you know. Not necessarily, agoraph- agoraph- not necessarily agoraphobic. agoraphobic. They're just they're just comfortable where they are. They're somewhat institutionalized into this. I say institutionalized. It's not an institution, but like they are. There, there is there is anxiety around leaving this place because it's their comfort zone, um, yep. which I guess I mean is a is a sort of a is a type of agoraphobia. I think, but um, yeah. But essentially, they they don't want to leave generally, and. And yeah, it becomes this thing of like, oh, well, I, I've lived here this long. I'm going to die here. Like if it means you, you know, escaping, um, and living your lives. Mm. Um, because then you, but because then you can have a cool, a great scene of like this thing starts devouring your RV from the other end and you, you're just seeing these like pincers and these teeth like attacking it. And you can, you know, you can look around, you see them driving off you know, mm-hmm. getting out of the range as this thing just like comes closer and closer. Um, that's And then cuss cool. to black
0: just as it's sort of Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's pinces close. Yeah. But if you wait till the end of the credits and you haven't like hit the hit the skip or and anything like yeah. that, you hear like like you see almost the eyes sort of open, you know, that that yeah. you know, gradually blinking and you hear Edna's voice sort of go and it's like that's where it sort of cuts out, and you know so she she still has a
1: her story a, will continue
0: potentially a story will continue, but but like, she's missing some limbs <laughs> well maybe she's she's got the the will to get out now, like, yeah, yeah, she's lost her 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 sort of comfort zone, yeah, and now she's back for revenge, and the next the next game <laughs> the in next the series game is, is literally
1: is this, like kick ass. Fucking monster hunter. You know, now it's in a world where these things have infested the planet and she's trying to hunt for the one that, like, destroyed her army. <laughs> All right. I think we've got time for one more. Do you want to do another movie? Yep. Uh, the Nun. The mm. 2018 horror movie. I
0: haven't actually 20- seen that. I've heard it's good. 2020 um, horror movie mm-hmm. called- Shifter. Ooh. A young woman struggles with the painful and gruesome side effects of an experiment with time travel gone Wrong that causes her to lose control and shift through time at random. That's cool. Yeah. I think we go
1: with that. Because that, that gives I, I, us very, a lot we can do with a small, you know, a small space. Could you imagine, like,
0: jumping through time in, like, a small apartment? Like-
1: yeah, let, let, or a- Let's
0: not go with- Let's not go with the two by two meter. I'm, That's fine. We can to expand a, that a little. Yeah. Apartment. Um, And it's basically any time that you go to leave the apartment, like, immediately you get, like, launched through time into, into, like-
1: So, like, every time you open the door to the apartment, it, like, opens to a different time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you can cause time loops that way, or you'll just randomly move- and shift to, to, through to another apartment at some time.
1: Oh. And so you're saying you move from one to the, like you do actually travel from one to the other, but it's like another version of your apartment in a different time that you've traveled yes. through this door to go into.
0: So it's randomly picking times. Like you can tell that it's sort of just different years based on the decor of, of the apartment. Mm. I think the apartment's been there for, for a long time. Um, one of the time periods, there's a family. Like having dinner, and you just appear in the middle of the of the room, and they're just like,
1: "Well, I'm almost picturing you know- appear." Or I'm almost picturing you like you're almost you've almost got these mirrored versions of the apartment where you you open the door which should go onto a hallway, but it literally opens into a mirrored version of your apartment from a different time, and you go in, but now now you're in that time, and you're figuring out like where you, when you are, what's happening. And then if you open it again, it's like it takes you into the same thing, but in the other time, in a different, in yet another time. Um, just because that so could no, be- So, no randomly,
0: fun- No randomness? It's just-
1: Well, I think it depends on what sort of game we want to make this. So, I'm almost picturing it as a puzzle-ish adventure game where each of the times has some things to solve. So, there are going to be f- a fixed number of time periods- Whether it's random between them or they loop in some order or there's some way that you learn to control which one you're going to, maybe. So, maybe they're random to start with, but then you can do- you can- you figure out some- something. Um,
0: If I I carry, you know, this particular thing from the 1960s, I go to the 1960s apartment.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like there's some connection with the items from that time that will- you know, yes, that will take you back there. And that could be interesting because it's like- Oh, okay. I've got that like figurine from the nineteen sixties. I brought it into the twenty seventies, um, but I didn't want to go back to the nineteen sixties, so I left. I had to leave it in the twenty seventies, right? So, if I want to ensure that I get back to the nineteen sixties, I might have to go via the twenty seventies <laughs> or whatever, right? Like, yeah, that could be cool. Um, what?
0: Okay, my question is, what happens when you have got the nineteen sixties figurine? You're in the nineteen sixties, and you open the door. Where do you end up?
1: I mean, I think maybe it's just random at that point.
0: Or Do you end do you end up back in the nineteen sixties with flipped around the other way? So there's like the mirror universe and then there's mm. the the normal one.
1: I guess it depends on if we wanted puzzles to be around the flippiness of it, or if that's more of just a way to have these have the, the connections between them. Um that could be interesting. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think we'd have to I think that would come down to what sort of puzzles we wanted to to make. But, yeah, I'm basically thinking that you've got maybe, like, five or six time zones or some time periods. Um, I was
0: thinking five or six. And then- Six, in- I think, is a nice- It's a nice Yeah, number. six
1: is probably fine. It gives you enough variety. But that- Basically, in each of them, yes, you've got- y- You've got things in that room that um, tell you about what's happening there. hmm And- um, and puzzles to solve in some way. Yeah. Like you're trying to help someone there or, you know, just figure out what happened there or something. Like maybe, you know, yeah, like the far future one is, it's after the apocalypse and like it's literally open to the elements and there's, you know, fucking dust bowl and whatever, you know, whatever, however you want to do it or, or it's all frozen over or something and everyone's dead and there's skeletons in the corner and it's like, oh, figure out what happened. Go back in time and stop it, or would it? You know, it, it yeah. might be that there's an overarching puzzle as well. Well, okay. So,
0: what was this? What was this experiment that went wrong? It, is your work? Are you from the 2070s? And,
1: um, I mean,
0: you you work at the time taxi cap even, rank or whatever. I don't know
1: if we even want to. I don't even. I don't know if we even want to explain it like that. I, I wonder if you're just a almost a regular person who's got caught up in some sort of. You know, maybe maybe it is that, like, yeah, in the 2070s, somebody else has converted this apartment into their experimentation lab for time travel, and so you living there in the 2020s got caught up in that because essentially this because area you of were space put into time- lockdown
0: at the wrong time. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Essentially, this just this apartment has now. You know, every this is the one space where it's connected through time now. Um. Due to somebody, something somebody else has done, and then that can be one of the puzzles you're solving. Essentially, is like how did this happen? And you will find when you get to the 2070s that you start getting those clues. And I don't know. I'm I'm torn on whether there are any people in any of the other times or not. Uh-huh. I think
0: in the 1960s, there's a family mm. and that's it. Like they're, whether you can interact with them or whether they just don't see you, blank, or- blankly stare at the, at the TV, eat or halfway through eating a TV dinner or something like, like frozen that. Frozen or moving slowly frozen. or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, because
0: then you know that, um, something has changed because they're in a slightly b- different position now. Like it could time even, has could actually do some moved different forward. Things.
1: We could do some different things actually, though. So some of the puzzles. So yeah, I like that. The 1960s, they're moving slowly, but then some of the puzzles you could do there once you sort of figure out. Cause I think you learn stuff about the, you know, that family then and maybe what happened after that led to something else. You can start changing things to solve puzzles. And, and so that in that one. Yeah, they don't see you, but you can come in and you're essentially- It's as if things are moving really fast for them. But then in another one, it could be in like the- I don't know, the 80s or something. It's more like every time you come into that room, they can see you, but it's the same every time. It's like you're coming in the same time every time and they're seeing you for the first time every time. And so, that's more of like a time loop sort of situation where, oh, well, I'm going to go back to the 1980s now that I've got this particular thing from the- 1960s or whatever, because I know that's going to solve a puzzle there. Because when I get there, they're going to say this. And if I say this, they're going to say this. But then if I've got this item, like, it's going to, you know, that's a new thing we can do. Like, they're going to react to that in some way. Mm. Um, and, yeah.
0: So, rather than the 20s, 70s, I now want to make it even so that all the time periods are, like, right. 60s, 80s, 2000s, 20s, 40s. 40s. And it comes back to the 60s again. So it's in the tw- in 2060, so it like 100 right. years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like ev- a hundred years but it's it seems to be the Every 20
1: years. yeah, that makes sense. that's fun yeah um, yeah, that's cool. I think like there's uh, and, and again, I think every time frame essentially has different types of puzzles, so some of but them there's essentially else there, it, it's it is just all in- the same date, yeah like it's so 20- the ninth of February, February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll both go there going to be late. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, for sure. It's the 20th of February. But yes, I think like, you know, the the 2000s it's just it's an empty apartment like so there's a lot of environmental storytelling. Maybe you can see stuff out the window that's happening or something like, you know, and so um that's sort of what the puzzles are in that space um, versus, yeah, sort of more dialogue puzzles in one where you've got a time loop going, you've got the slow motiony sort of puzzles. When you get to the 2040s, that's where the time travel, you know, that's when it's a lab. Um And, you know, maybe you can – maybe there's puzzles there where – like dialogue puzzles because you're able to communicate like with the scientist who's outside of the apartment because they've literally just set off the – you know, they've just started the experiment, and all of a sudden, some person from the twenty twenties has just shown up in his apartment. Basically, they've got cameras and mm. things. Like, it could almost be that. And then, yes, the twenty sixties is like post the book with Dick, um, or or something. So that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I like it because it's you can you can play with the different tropes of of different time travel things. Mm. You know, time loops. You can play with. You know, it's time slowing down, time speeding up. Mm. Like, maybe one of the places that you go to, things just are running on fast forward and you've only got a
1: certain amount of time in, in the place before, you know, something happens. Yeah, that could be interesting. You, like, get sucked back through the door <laughs> after a certain amount of time. Mm. Um Yeah, that's cool. Ah, I like that. That that's There's a lot you could do with that. that. That'd be a fun challenge to- to write that and and figure out those puzzles. But I think in keeping with the the one location, essentially, that's cool.
0: And I really kind of want to watch that movie. So, I'm going to try and find it because- Yeah. It sounds like a really cool idea for a movie.
1: Yeah. All right. I think think we're going to end it there. Mm. So, thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. Uh, if you want to listen to any or all of our previous episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. As uh, we said at the start, there's lots of them and they, they all sound pretty cool. There's some there's some good stuff in there. Find, go back and find that phone booth game that was there. That Trevor completely forgot about. We've done so many games on this show, we've forgotten about half of them. So uh, let us know if you find a good one. <laughs> Leave a review. Okay.
0: We'd also like to thank. The wonderful musicians over at Kurudus for allowing us to use their song Matt, to find stuff of their album "Containment Failure." That it's been out for what twelve years now?
1: Nearly, nearly. It was started twenty ten. Oh, was it? Yeah, I thought I it was.
0: Oh, so. uh, because I keep on thinking about two thousand nine is when we actually recorded.
1: Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, go check that out. So, thank you again for. Oh yeah, us. that's right. We we, we are we're yeah, like exactly. two members of Kurudus. Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: out. If, if you if you if you've never heard this before, <laughs> I play the bass. He's he's saying, yeah. Like. we've got uh, some other friends who did like the guitars and, and did drums the other show.
1: And so the show." So non-important you, stuff. <laughs> so thank you, again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger.
0: I'm Trevor Scott,
1: and uh, we're hidden, mate.
0: Just take me take me down the road to the Macca's. I just want some food.
1: All right, chucking a U E away from the Macca's. Let's go. No, no, no. I want to go to the back.